0: This is the Green Strength Podcast with Lucius Tyree IV, where the mission is building strength, enhancing performance, and uplifting consciousness. So tune in with the mind, body, and spirit. Let's get moving.
1: I have a healthy relationship with a very unhealthy thing right now. (laughs) It's like the whole trolling the liver king thing, like... (laughs) I, I ended up saying something today, like today, I think it was today. Yeah, it was today. Where I was like, look, like I like Liver King. And if the guy and I were able to actually hang out, I, I think we would probably agree on pretty much everything. Yeah. The disagreements are like, and the fun in this, and what irks me on things, but that I've like learned, and I'm a realist, I understand, like I'm not going to change all this, I am not 500,000 opinions or whatever, but It's like the sheep, the 500,000 followers that are just like blind and they come back with, oh, it's just this positive message. I'm not dogging the positive message. Positive message, motivation's awesome. I'm like really not dogging anything. What I'm dogging is that none of you guys are smart enough to like actually understand what is going on here. Put some critical thinking in it. That's kind of the funny thing. But that's – so that social media – you know, that world, the unhealthy thing where you hear people talk about, because I don't have people like commenting a bunch. I don't have a bunch of followers and stuff. So all of a sudden it's like, I get people talking shit back to me. Cause they're like, Oh, you're just being a hater. Oh man. So then it's like, <laughs> Ooh, you know, and some of them have gotten negative. Some of them, I mean, 50% of them are very negative. They'll try to like, cut you down and like say something personal about you. So then it, that's where it became fun is I fell victim into this world and I didn't know I was there. I'm just bored and it's like, it's <laughs> fun. But I, I thought it was funny. Like one of them commented and, and cut me down. Um, You know, they were basically like, I don't mean too much disrespect or anything, but like, you know, he looks way better than you or something like that. And it's like, where is this stuff going? Like, well, you know what I mean? It's like, so then it got me thinking, Is like, what, a bodybuilding show? For sure. It looks fucking awesome. <laughs> Is he ripped and all this stuff? Well, I would be, too, if all of a sudden the biggest driver of my financial and all my companies was literally on how good I look shirtless on here every day. I'd, I'd get lean as shit, too, for it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm laughing just kind of like thinking about all this because then i start thinking i'm like wait what are you talking about dude i don't think i'm the greatest looking guy but i, I was like Man, i think there's a lot of people that would think i'm a good looking fit human being so you're wrong there and then i'm like i actually probably resemble the ancestral beast way more than the liver king here so this going back and forth with these dudes is uh it's kind of funny but it is it is interesting like of of how everybody just gets so negative. Like we just get so negative and we like cut people down and we don't know them. I've been a victim of doing it to other people. Other people are doing it to me. So it's like kind of good to see and comes full circle. It's like, dude, you don't even know me. I don't know you. You don't know what I'm capable of. You don't know what I'm trying to actually get across. What I would like to talk to the guy about. You don't know what I actually wish I could present out of this. That would magnify what he's doing. It's just, but I don't know. You you know what I'm saying? It's just a weird world of like so much negativity on there instead of us help how we are helping each other through there. But that kind of goes into the next thing. Somebody shared something. I wish I saved it and I wish I remember exactly what it was. But it was basically along the lines of talking about like need no more sharing and talking about these self-help and the answers to everything. Like, we need actions. People just need to start taking action. And um, I I mean, that just runs all across all walks of of life. There's all these things I think about all the time. And there's all these things I wish I could improve or get better at. But then the reality is like, man, I've got two or three things every single day that I need to take better action on. And will literally make life better, which makes me healthier in the end. Yeah. You know, and none of those have to do, have anything to do with physical fitness, but they all will improve physical fitness.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it's like some of the concepts of getting started and building a business. I was thinking, of, I was looking for this book. I think it's Peter Thiel wrote this book, Zero to One. Mm-hmm. And the idea not being like, okay, here, like you got to like be at your end point, but it's just, you, Getting started is the hardest thing. Like going from zero to one, we're so worried about from one to one hundred, but we haven't even made it to one yet. And so, like going from zero to one, of like just getting started, of doing that right thing consistently or whatever. I'm it, this is a book on my to read list. So let me be clear: this is not a book review, uh, but it's one that that I want to read because of that concept of like just getting started. Because you know I'm one of these people that I'll I'll have these business ideas, but then it's like, man, I don't know how to get it started sometimes. It's like, how do I get get the actual out of this just planning and thinking phase and going to the actual execution phase? And and so, I mean, I think it's like that in so much in fitness where, and there's so many things I, I think about of the, where I could be doing better, where I could have improvement, but it's just... Okay, go do it now. Like get
1: stop thinking about it, stop talking about it, and it's time it's time to execute. I love that because it just got me thinking that's a cross that can be applied to any aspect of life. But from the fitness side, the gym, we talk about this all the time. Everybody, anybody that does come in, or the majority of our expectations now are one to one hundred. You know, even Those that are like, I'm an open slate, I'm here to do what you tell me, it's like, I want to start at one, I don't want to go back to zero and really build that zero to one process, which ironically, is where the better you get at something. So I'd like to say, like, as a personal trainer, if Somebody trained with somebody didn't have a lot of experience, and they get two or three different trainers, and they're maybe younger, just don't have the experience and stuff. And then they come to somebody like myself with a little bit more experience. Um, It's a all we're going to end up going back and doing is to make the biggest gains from one to one hundred. It's to clear up from zero to one. Mm -hmm. And I I noticed that when I studied, you know, was uh, studying from like Paul Check and Charles Poliquin, uh, my two my biggest influence influences. Um, but people would reach out to them, right? And when athletes and stuff would reach out to them, they, it was whoever their organization trainers or whoever their personal trainer is, nobody or a doctor, nothing is working. We're getting to the next level, getting to the next level. Now we invest good money to meet the masters, the senseis. And all they do is go back and do the shit that the other people didn't have the experience and knowledge yet to do and, or you weren't ready because you were still trying to control too much. And you finally get far enough down the line to the expert, but think of along the lines of what professor Raphael, I mean, if he got to start teaching privates to us for a month, like three times a week, any one of us, you know, brown belts, purple belts, blue belts, hundred percent guarantee he's going to go back and clean up all of our basic stuff. It's just, it's it's how it is. And it's what you did with your ankle, coming back from your ankle. You know, there was, you were cleared. The majority of people are at one, they're cleared and they want to go to two, three, four, and they definitely want to get to a hundred as quickly as possible. But you went back and really did the zero to one work. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, it's helped you tremendously to now to a point where we're talking about doing the one to 100 stuff. Right, But you put the the zero to one in hardcore. When
0: well, we have to go back and read, like this is something that you've been talking about a lot lately of um, something you said, I w I was not there. So I wanted to bring this up and, and kind of get your takes. I feel like it kind of plays into this concept. Um, Tara was there. I think it was on a Saturday. I was out of town actually. Yeah. And she was like, man, Luke kind of like stopped everybody at one point and was like, Um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth because I don't know exactly what was said, but it was sort of a, basically gave a a discussion of, okay, we've got all this stuff. We've got all these concepts we're doing all these things and trying to develop all these skills, but also like, it's time for like, we need to get in shape too. So like, I kind of like, what was it that you said? Like, cause I need to hear this. I want to, I want you to kind of break that down. Cause I feel like that maybe plays into this whole concept of, you know we're worried about 100 when it's like we gotta we gotta worry about some foundational
1: stuff too. Yeah, you know the main thing with that is I know that I could go into pretty much any gym in any group of people and we could just start with basic calisthenics and just trying to actually push a pace of like work to rest whether it's just simple basic body body weight exercises or even a light strength training exercise very few people really start to build consistency in like building a pace to things like actually creating density in sessions so we're all good at doing an hour-long strength training session but like let's You know, everybody, let me kind of, I'm going to ramble on this a little bit, but it's like most people are comfortable doing like an hour long strength training session. They kind of know what their, you know, 10 rep load would be on a dumbbell bench press. But it's like, you have no clue what that 10 rep or that dumbbell bench press load is when you're actually like setting variables and setting markers here. So like, I'm going to do a one to three work to rest ratio. Like I'm using, so I'm going to work, my 10 reps takes me this long, I'm going to rest for this long, I'm going to push this pace, create density, and I'm going to build progression off of that. And that accomplishes so much more than just our time of like sitting around in the gym and doing things and getting things done in the hour. Yes, it's all valuable and it's great and we're building skills in that process. But I think before we try to continue to push skills, we have to build our baseline up to give us the capacity to really push the skills because to push skills becomes time. It becomes actually training and being able to, to recover from it. And so I feel like the majority of the fitness industry now uses the training and the skill building as the exercise too. And those are two different things. I mean, they go hand in hand. They are together. They have time. There's a, it's like an hourglass. It goes back and forth there. But what, what, at the baseline, people need to be able to go out there and bust out some calisthenics and be strong in all your planks and your crawls and your prehab, rehab type exercises that facilitate and give you the ability to do everything you're doing in the gym. That specific day, um, there's a there's a couple of people who, one of them, I got a, I know you've seen Rachel. With the kettlebell, she's great, man. She's got tons of skills. And it's just that 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 point blank honesty to people where it's like, look, dude, you guys are all really good with this stuff. The the best thing that I know that could raise your health, your fitness, your your skill training, everything is to go back a couple steps. And let's spend a little time on really building that up. Let's get our aerobic conditioning, aerobic capacity up a little bit so that we can recover better. Let's start to push the pace of our workouts. Everybody in that room that day had been in there for years. So it's kind of more like, okay, guys, now we need to start pushing paces and and changing the norm. Um, And you've seen in the gym, you're a mover. You take opportunity to take every minute in there, whether it's, um, mobility and movement to roll in the rope. Um, you stay going from the start to the finish, and um, a lot of the times it's not a bad thing because this is what we love about the gym, the community. So there's there's definitely a give or take, but there's definitely got to be those times when people just say, "This is my hour," like this is my training time. It's time to work. It's time to push the pace and not talk, and we'll talk after to class. So those days come and go. That day I felt like we were just too focused on like being perfect on all these skills and it's just like look, man, we, we all got a lot of room to grow on these skills regardless if you're perfect today. And we need to build up our base. Like we need to get fit and have the ability to smash this stuff. And um, so that's that's kind of the gist of that. That's what I was saying, but that's in the programming, we did it yesterday when we all train together, we just kind of did more of a, I told you like today's, everybody wants to see the bench press, the things on here, but today's going to be some sprints and we're going to do some core, but we picked four good core exercises. We all intentionally did them and it, you felt different. Like it was, it was tough.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I also, it's one of those, we've talked about, you know, lower back pain and all that kind of stuff. We finished for the rest of the day man my lower back felt fantastic <laughs> i was like why am i not doing this every day 100%. like this it just goes to show that like even just a little bit goes a long way to mm-hmm. reminding you of that and and reminding that maybe part of my issue is that yeah building that strength there and protecting the spine and engaging those muscles and all those sorts of things that we you know oh dead bugs used to be really hard they're not as hard anymore So I don't have to work them anymore because I've already got that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that idea of like, well, I've already got that. I can, I don't have to do that anymore because I've already figured it out. I've already put my time in on that particular thing. So I don't need to do it anymore. So instead I'm just going to come in and I'm going to snatch kettlebells and I'm going to, you know, all these other things that are fun, that are more fun than doing dead bugs and planks. But then those skills atrophy. And I say those, those skills, those strengths Uh, start to atrophy
1: yeah we we let the we let the human movements kind of atrophy before we let our little games that we like to play you know that i don't know it's just uh if we if we took a regular plank took a hard style plank and said 30 seconds and then you're gonna get you know then you got to do a uh side elbow plank and then you've got to do some stability ball stir the pots there's three things if we just how those mostly get done in the gym is just randomly accessory day every once in a while I'll do a little chorus, somebody kind of and they're halfway attentive most of the time I really don't see people trying to be very intentional with you know, packing their body getting a long long torso and posture and keeping the, their glutes on those
0: are just the like I'm just gonna get this done they just kind of get I'm that just stuff gonna get this done. done right yeah. so they
1: don't get out as much as they should from it to begin with but then nobody ever just does like all right let's see that plank okay 30 seconds rest now get on the side elbow now 30 seconds rest get on the other side elbow and it's like and then when you start to do that with athletic fit people you see the weakness and it's that zero to one you see that it's like a challenge to do three sets of all of that with short rest in between when we're all realist and we know like that should be something that should just be elementary i should dominate that and I don't know. Usually the fitter, healthier people that last the longest, they're good at that stuff naturally. Yeah. They do it naturally.
0: Well, like you had mentioned, it also fits in that like prehab rehab category. So it probably makes people more resilient. I would think, you know, it's like, well, you've, you've got these basic foundational abilities and strengths that are gonna protect you from other things yeah. because you've you've built those up. And if you do get injured, you're gonna come back quicker because you've done
1: all these things. Because you've done all those things and you have a better understanding of how to do those things, how the body operates. You've been a much better trainee and putting time in the diligent, non-fun, sexy things. And that's like that's where the game is. That's like those non-fun, sexy sessions are where the game is really won in the long run. Of course, you know, my kettlebell snatch session is awesome, right? But guess what? I'm still going to do that when I'm 70. And the only reason I'm going to do it when I'm 70 is won by those other battles. You know, maybe I don't do it. I can't do it every week. Maybe it's once every month, that I can recover from something like that at that time in life. But it's going to be how from this day forward that I continue to look at my body as the unit that it is as the machine. Like, of course we've got a brain and consciousness and stuff, but we've got joints and space between those joints. Okay. We know that we move from a joint by joint approach and we've got to stabilize the space in between there. Right? So we know when we look at machines how things go, we just have to take that look at ourselves and kind of start to say, well, to have healthy knees, I've, I can't have tight, tight ass hamstrings. My quads and my IT band cannot just be glued down to where I have hardly any mobility there. If your ankles are locked up and your feet don't work well, you, your knees are not going to feel great. Like, so we know like that's common sense. doesn't mean you have to know the exercises that have to know what dorsiflexion and plantar flexion are or anything, but it's like monkey see, monkey do start working on my ankle a little bit, you know, standing up on the toes and that like all you're just playing. That's, mm-hmm. that's why I love this stuff as it goes back to that childhood thing. If we really did crawl and roll and climb and play and respect that stuff, you are destined to be able to train and do anything you want to do on the made up exercise world that we've created. You know, we've created fun games and tools to implement a life that we should be, li- you know, living. Mm-hmm. And now we don't have to, to stimulate um, certain print, like stimuluses and things from working on the farm or, trying to kill an animal or something, now we get to go in the gym and kind of structure it out and have more fun and uh, actually put uh, thought and progression over time. So we're actually kind of lucky in that sense. Yeah. But, you know, if we don't just take care of our body, and a weird area in this is we see a lot of guys that that are far down one side, their body's pretty banged up Mm -hmm. and stuff, and it's like, man, you're going to have to, like, get to a point psychologically where you're a hundred percent okay with trying to rewind and rewire your body to then do the things you think are going to make you stronger, bigger, faster, whatever. And that's, there's the game, man. That's that, that's that hard part. And uh, I've enjoyed like over these last couple of years of really watching the psychology of people and kind of being able to not pick, but you can, you can kind of pick, you can see. All right. I'm, I think you're capable of making these changes, but I definitely see it's probably in a year or two where it's going to be a very long process. You are probably gonna have to go through a couple more nagging injuries on that to like really respect it enough. It hasn't set you down enough. And then sometimes you'll see that same sort of person, but just a different psychological tick. And it's like, no, this person doesn't like this person can disconnect from their ego and understands what we're talking about here. We're going to make your tire alignment on your car straight. Imagine how fast and well you can drive. Then they go, "Oh shit, yeah, I don't even drive the car right now. Let's get that damn alignment straight, and <laughs> then go on the road trip." And so there's just you know the people, and then there's the third. And I've been this is where I've been victim of myself, where it's just like, I don't fucking care. I'm gonna I'm gonna nail it in, and I'm gonna fix it. And while I'm fixing it and nailing it in, I'm going to do this shit too. And I'm going to show you how smart and how well this, all all this stuff adapts. And then even us smart guys realize that we're just being ignorant and we're just being egotistical and that we view things in this short weekly window too much. That's another kind of thing that I've been thinking about. It's like, it's hard to get people to even change their thought process of like, thinking of how many, how many times do you exercise a week? Oh, I exercise five times, a you know? Okay. So five out of seven days. Well, maybe what if we could look at the week in a 10 day pattern? Let's make it five. Like your split is now 10 days, not seven days. It's 10 days that already throws people off right there because they can't they don't know what to do with their time, their energy, their mind. Like, you know, it's a hard thing to when somebody can come up with something that could potentially make you better, but you can't navigate your life and fit it in the fact that somebody won't let you come in the gym and tear yourself down. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just that, weird. That's
0: an interesting concept of change because we do we do think of everything in like these week-long cycles mm-hmm. and that's just because that's ingrained in us yeah. from basically when we I mean probably before we even start school because it's well you go to school Monday through Friday and then Saturday Sunday or your weekends and then you same thing when you go to work it's Monday through Friday Saturday Sunday or your weekends you know obviously there's uh, that generally speaking that's people's schedule mm-hmm. and so but if you change it to ten days well now it's like well, but I go to the gym on Wednesdays, but now it means that I don't necessarily go every Wednesday because I've changed things up where it's 10 days and I've got to It's just a completely different yeah. cycle. So it's not a consistent, it, it is, is consistent, but it's not consistent in this, but it's gotta be within, I gotta go Monday, Wednesday, Friday.
1: And now you we've know? just, now we've created more stress.
0: Yeah. Uh, but it's harder to know, keep track of and it is but everything it's, changes. It's
1: exactly and- like what I was reading to you this morning like when we were joking around, because then I can, on the other flip side, I can sit here and talk passionately about how important it is to go to the gym every single day. If that's what you love, Mm -hmm. you know, like movement and exercise saved my life. Like I didn't listen to any rules. I've had to like learn the rules. And like, so what I mean is, of course it would be good for somebody to come in the gym every single day. If like, but as long as they would honor like the days correctly, like maybe a couple of those days are just coming in there and walking and doing a little bit of mobility and just seeing the people. I understand that. But then I don't I don't know. It's just so weird how we are able to create so much stress around like worrying and building like these processes when it's all just very simple. And, being very simple what i mean is like we got to go back and clear the zero to ones up no matter what and then we've got to we've got to honor like this is what i'm capable of actually doing in this maybe i'm capable in 10 years of doing a hell of a lot more and i'm inspired and i want to go somewhere but this is truly where i'm at and if you follow the science from like truly where you're at and like it tells you to then it works really well but as a strength coach and what I've seen by most athletes and weight rooms and stuff following the science is that what's your max on back squat? And it's like, well, you didn't follow. The, the, the science would have worked really well if you would have used the, I saw you do 185 pounds to proper depth and you actually you know maintained a uh, neutral spine and all these things. Were, it was a good lift. And I saw you also do 275, very shitty and, da, 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 and it's like, Where's Where are you using the science? 275. 100. Guaranteed. Right. You know? I mean, that's just the majority of people out there. And then maybe they're not trying to squat. Maybe it's in some other thing, whether, you know, step counting and all that kind Whatever of stuff. We're we're destroying ourselves instead of just slowing down, respecting ourselves, and building ourselves. Yeah.
0: it's It's almost like a meme, but it's also real life. I mean, I remember college and people that did go exercise all the time and the question i mean it was they legitimately people oh what's your max what do you max on bench and yeah. it's that's the mentality i think that comes and then for somebody like me who at the time especially was like intimidated by the gym where yeah. i wasn't strong i wasn't a big guy i was tall lanky and skinny and weak and it's like I didn't even want to go to the gym because it creates like a weird mentality of of I mean it was very intimidating at that time, you know? And uh but that's like a that's really the mindset of like it doesn't matter how it's what's that number, you know. What's that what's, number? What's the number? Because that's the metric that we judge it by rather than is this a healthy thing? You know, am I doing it
1: right or am I doing something destructive? We're all different heights. Where did where did we come up with the universal height of a conventional deadlift? Yeah. Well, I mean, somebody yeah. just made I mean the forty-five pound plates became like this like but where like we we are unique individuals mm-hmm. and the science of physical activity and even all these tools provide unique opportunities and variables and ways to physically train. The, the coolest part is when, yes, you can be directed and you can learn, you can follow the template, but the 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 real part and the real training wisdom, uh, all the behind this is when you can start to look at it like I just said, like, we're all different. I have to find the tools that uniquely work with me the most, and then physically and mentally and I have to start to find the ways and the things that I, the way I move. And now I adapt these and I utilize these, uh, these principles of strength or movement or whatever it is. And I start to use the principles, but I use them with my tools, my things. That That's what good coaches do. We create, we see the way you move. We can identify your weak points and movements and we can come up with, Different exercises, alternatives, challenges, and stuff that can strengthen up that weak link. So, I mentioned to somebody that I'm training recently to you earlier. Well, I'm so jazzed up because, like, we had that exact moment. Okay. How many times has she done lunges and stuff? Probably a million. I mean, she was working out in a powerlifting gym with all these strong ass powerlifters and stuff like that. The one session we had yesterday, She is 100% conscious and aware of everything we've been working on in class. We worked on foot position, the kind of where she's holding her center of mass, the direction of force, and the back leg the intention into the back leg. And all of a sudden she was hitting an area into her hip. She hasn't hit in forever. And she was finding that line. She felt that line and she learned, okay, I see what this is. Anybody could have made me do lunges and I kind of do shitty lunges. We just dissected how to get everything contracted and tight and together and me to put myself in the right position to get the most out of both glutes, but this glute quad and drive up strong. And now I'm in better posture, stability position, all the above. That's what strength training is. That's what a real personal trainer should be doing to people. It's not just about taking you through these exercises. It's about finding ways to make these exercises work better for you and to get the most out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just like, kind of like one example of where I feel like there's so much room in all of this basic stuff that we're doing every single day that we all have room to grow. Like we all have room to just keep finding those, those weaknesses. Now, if I would have let her just go back into her normal patterns, she would have been stronger and she could have got more work done that day, but she's not stupid. She realized like, Oh, it'll, yeah, of course it'll keep, you know, at my foot, and pronate my knee, will valgus collapse in, and I override it with those other muscles that I've gotten stronger. But this little area right here is weak, and it doesn't work that well. But you've taught me how to use it, and now I realize my capacity is only maybe three lunges right now. But we're gonna build that up, and that's like real strength training, man. That's like that's the stuff that builds the longevity, builds the durability, and builds better, you know, muscular contraction and. Sequencing. You know, we've got to like, that's just making sure that we can get the body better balanced and better the control and sequence of the way things fire. We want to optimize those. Mm -hmm. So then, when I do want her to back squat, it's going to be more than she's ever done. The skill of back squatting, we might have to practice it a little bit for a second, but as far as what she will be able to do under the bar, it will be better. Because she's doing the shit that nobody else wants to do.
0: And the foundation is there to support.
1: 100%. You watch what do world champions do. Like, what a real. We are blessed to be around some of the greatest grapplers on the planet. And I've been around. I've, I've been lucky to train several NFL football players. I've trained a junior world champion um, hockey player who was the first hockey player to ever be drafted to the NHL in the, in the state of Oklahoma. Um I've trained multiple world I mean many many world medals in jiu-jitsu now and, and in grappling and in MMA. Those guys they have all they do all the small stuff mm-hmm. of their craft. They are they're obsessed and they are just simply world class at the mundane BS stuff. World class at learning. Uh-huh. Because there are guys out there that have more tricks and better flashy stuff than Raphael in jiu-jitsu. There are 16-year-old kids that have more little tricks and probably could show you more submissions and little things. Maybe
0: faster Uh or whatever, more flexible or whatever. But no,
1: there's a Mount Rushmore of people that will be like, that will never get past. I'm not going to let you go from one to 100. I'm gonna keep you right at mm-hmm. zero to one here and I'm gonna kill you and mm-hmm. that's that's what it is, man. So that's what the weight that's what the weight room that's what our health journeys need to be like um, and I know we're kind of rambling and going all over with this but even yesterday, I thought this was kind of funny because I was talking to one of the guys in class and um, somebody that gets into the gym at most two times a week and they're always uh, they're always worried about trying to make it into the gym. And I always think it's funny because I'm like, look, the greatest investment that you pay me is if you listen to me right now. Like the gym is here. I want you to be here. Of course you're paying for it. Like you need to come. I get it. But like I give you stuff to do seven days a week at your house. And I'm telling you. And I had to, I had to make something up yesterday. It was like, dude, I swear. If you went and walked for 20 minutes and did 50 push ups and 100 good bodyweight squats every day, you'd be in better shape than if you keep coming here two times a week. Like it, and that's the reality that, that people need to understand. Of course, I wanna teach you, I wanna like, I would love to have people around, and so do all people. But if at the baseline, it doesn't matter if you're going into the gym or not, it doesn't matter if you're going to jiu-jitsu or not or Pilates or yoga, whatever your thing is, if whoever is listening outside of whatever you're doing, if you just threw in two 10-minute walks and 25 to 50 push-ups, 50 to 100 bodyweight squats, and you did it well, it wouldn't take you more than 20, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 20-minute walk. Yeah, what am I saying? I'm like, take you 15 minutes. You're like, what? (laughs) No, but I mean, guaranteed, your day, dude, if you keep that up, it doesn't matter if you miss workouts, you miss Jiu Jitsu, like you will see results. People just aren't putting one foot in front of the other day after day. And when we do, we usually get going too far down the line that we need to take a couple steps back and just put our feet back one foot in front of the other on the right stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it really is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's been, well, it goes back to the, you, you, get all that improvement from consistency and two days, if you're doing two days a week at the gym weekend, week out and being consistent, you're going to improve. But if you also add in three 30 minute walks every week, yeah. man, you just compounded it even more. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm this, I'm trying to, Think about I didn't do a very good job today. I got on a really good kick of sort of fixing my morning routine, of not waking up first thing in the morning and grabbing my phone and, and looking at it or whatever. But I'd get up and I'd go into the gym and you know, here at our like little gym, home gym at the the house. And man, I was just stretch for like 10, five, 10 minutes. And then I'd like read a book for five, 10 minutes, like 20 minutes every morning I can spare to do 10 minutes stretching, 10 minutes to read a book and man, it just changes everything. And that 10 minutes in the morning, it's like, well, I did jujitsu last night and I wake up and I'm kind of stiff and all this, but man, just 10 minutes of a little bit of light movement and stretching in the morning. And I feel better the entire day. And you know, it's just, you recover better and everything. And it's just that little bit of stuff. And I got away from it. And I noticed some of those things creeping back in. It's like, man, my body doesn't feel as good because I'm not doing that little thing that was that consistency every day. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, big big programs come and go. Um those are always going to that's that's how it's always been, but the the small stuff, the lifestyle things. Um and the more that you build what you want into your lifestyle, like that's really what it is. You want to be fit, you want to be healthy, you want to move well, then you got to become a little bit obsessed of creating like changing every downtime. Changing like you just we have a time to think right now. We're both doing the same thing. We're both every once in a while checking our posture, moving around. We're not just sitting here forgetting about how we want to feel when we get up out of these chairs. And that sounds stupid, but that is the biggest thing. Like, now we take somebody who doesn't have that. And let's say that, You know, we're getting them to start changing, sitting up taller and just changing just different minutes. But all of a sudden those minutes add up to 15, 20 minutes in somebody's day. And that carries over seven days a week now. And it's gone two, three weeks. And we've like, we've literally done more than people can imagine. Like, that's why it's kind of weird, but I get, I get that. That's the same thing in everything. And which, you know, it leads me to something else I was thinking about that drives me nuts and it it was thinking about it on the way here i think about this all the time who the fuck are we me fitness influencing people i don't want to say influencers that's the hot word but i'm just a fitness guy i'm just a teacher a trainer a coach uh, whatever why is it my duty and everybody like me's duty to tell everybody that they're living a shitty life basically I feel like the health industry, personal trainers and stuff, we just paint this picture on social media and we just tell everybody how they should be living. And where I have a problem with that is I feel like, you know, you should be eating this type of food. You should be walking every day. You should be doing this. You should be doing some mobility. And I've, Feel if you want to be happy and healthy and live long and da 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 da, and I feel like everybody should just point back, well, you should do this shit. You should, you know, check your bank account better and be better with your money. You should clean up after yourself. And it's like, yep, 100%. Yeah, we're human. We've got to tackle human first. And it's, I just find, I don't know, maybe it's because it's my platform. But I I see it on that. And I see a lot of people like me who are smart, good people, have a lot of stuff going for them and have a lot of stuff put together. But we all have things in our life that we can work on. We all have areas that are like other people's lack of activity. Mm -hmm. But we throw it out there and we use this tone of like we guilt trip you. Like I'm living my my best. Life. Oh yeah, we're we're trying to make everybody you know live their best lives and feel better and do all this, and we tell them you know what lower body fat would do and all this stuff. But it's just like nobody's. We got to check ourselves too. Like mm-hmm. we're suffering from problems, and half the time we're so dedicated with this stuff is probably a problem in itself. <laughs> it's just I don't know. But you know, like the 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 workout people, the jujitsu coaches, even it's like the message has got to be kind of like show you that they do things right and that they do more and that we're always working and you're not. And we got to motivate you for that. Mm-hmm. But we never motivate and point back at like the other end, you know? Yeah. And that that's where I feel that when I'm at my healthiest and I'm at my best mentally, it's when I do. It's not when my, my gym stuff is 100%. It's when my gym stuff is like – 90% and I've got other shit in my life better rounded up that's creating a better balance and and less stress. Yeah. I, I man for me that's
0: so true because it 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 has to be a well-rounded approach and you know I feel like I've had some success in some business and I'm, you know, doing well in my my fitness world and I feel good about where I'm at at my age and experience and everything with jujitsu and all this. And, but when like when it really all comes together is when everything feels good. Like, you know, financially I'm feeling stable and like, I've got things under control Mm -hmm. and I don't like, I'm not overwhelmed with work and I've, you know, I'm managing that well enough. And, you know, I'm going for daily walks with my wife and my dogs and, and Mm -hmm. that's, you know, adding that the relationships there and, you know, just everything is in balance. And when you look at that kind of influencing world, the message is always out of balance in so many ways, you know, because it's so focused on this ultimate dedication in this one specific area without really considering the full balance of everything, especially the everything that the rest of us have going in our lives where we do have to go to work at a, in an office 5 days a week for 40 hours what you know whatever your situation is like we all have different situations but we get lost in this idea of whatever the thing i'm interested in i want to be the and i get so hyper focused on that but then everything else gets out of balance or when everything else gets out of balance now that thing that i want to be really good at is impossible to obtain yeah. because i'm so out of balance.
1: Well, I just, I find it interesting when it's like I'm telling people in the gym, you know, like, hey, you need to, you're going to have to change your diet up a little bit. Or they're asking questions and you're just giving them this, it's like, man, at some point you got to get off your ass and you got to do that. And then like, <laughs> you got to, you got to take action, whether it's your diet and all this. And then on the other end of the spectrum, it's like, it's that same thing. Like, we're i'm preaching and telling everybody how to live but then i feel like it's like hold on man we there's a lot of shit that i need to do that's the same thing so what makes me interested in that is when i'm talking to somebody telling them like you have to eat better and this is a battle which is the same thing that somebody could be saying to me like you have to communicate better i get it i get it why am i stuck why can't you eat better not like fucking do it. Let's go get motivated. You need to watch this, check out this person. Like what's up? Why do you suck at that? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, well, I suck. No, it's okay. I suck at this and I can't change either. So you're actually kind of helping me because yeah. I'm kind of like
0: <laughs> We're all psychologically. In
1: this yeah. I, I'm getting motivation, figuring out, listening to you communicate about something that might have happened 10 years ago in your life and you're struggling on it and you can't give up these foods and stuff. And it's like, man, that's how I feel with this thing in my life. And ultimately that kind of connection and that kind of, uh, thought process or just relationship is where like, we truly can grow and get past like, you know, sticking points. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and I say sticking points, that sounds like are we talking about life or are we talking about exercise? We're talking about both, man, like legitimately. I truly believe because I've seen it and I've lived it. Like I know that the whole powerlifting world and the strength world would shun on me for saying like that improving somebody's psychological well-being or improving somebody's life outside of the gym can help them bench five more pounds. But, you know, in, in some sort of context, you fucking can if it's done right. Absolutely, And you'd be stupid not to like be able to see that. Absolutely. And if you can't see that, then you're still stuck in the like, just, we got to keep pushing. And it's like, all right, well, yeah. yeah until yeah. It doesn't
0: work, It's when like your, your life is awry and your idea is, well, I'm just going to go into the gym and hammer. And it's like, well, maybe I should actually be thinking about reduce, how am I going to reduce my stress and get those things in control? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. And all that goes back to what, no matter what area it is, it's the from zero to one of doing the, that we've been talking about is the going basic, back and cleaning
1: up the cleaning yeah. up the little things, the foundational things, hundred percent. Because that's 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 exactly what you know. If anything, I'm trying to change in my life outside of the fitness stuff, including the fitness stuff. It's it's always it's always that. Yeah, and I'm looking at you know I've been really documenting and, and doing a lot of journaling on what i've been doing like the past six months because uh, i don't know man i've got a wild ride of stuff that's happened on this body and i've had the biggest breakthroughs in the past six months and it it is man it's just it's the diligent work that nobody sees it's the work not everybody sees me do stuff in the gym but nobody sees the hour to two hours outside the gym every day, working on the body, walking, good posture, breathing practices, like all that stuff. And it's not everybody does like everybody that you're usually looking up to in that world that kind of does that stuff, that that's the life they live. That's how they get it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, you know, what you, if you want something physically, you need to go back get that zero to one in order on all aspects of, of everything around you your family your where you know your living your work situation get everything in order and have like a real plan to like attack but if you've got other things out of whack you know it's hard to build consistency in one area without kind of really building the lifestyle and all of them around but I don't know it's perfect I mean
0: we are out of time here but hey happy Thanksgiving yes. What's something you're thankful for this Thanksgiving?
1: Man, family just to everybody. I feel um I'm really thankful for being with my mother and her being healthy and her first year of retirement, so that's something uh, I'm really looking forward to. Um but you know these last couple of years and especially this last year, I feel like we've we've got a lot of great people around us and um I've become a lot deeper and closer friends with a lot of people and I'm just I'm thankful for everybody. And I'm thankful for every like the place and the mentality and the mindset that they, that everybody has put me in now. And I'm just looking forward to the future. So um, everybody, be thankful for something. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. And it's a day, man. Don't freak out about food. Uh, that's been something that's been tough for a lot of people. I know it's tough. I've been down that road. Um, and, but don't let tomorrow. Don't let Thanksgiving. Screw up relationships, don't let it screw up a day, like a day of shitty eating, even if you eat everything in sight, you can erase, like you can change. Um But with that being said, I will leave you with one tip I've always thought is, is really good for these indulging moments. And um we'll make it two tips because one of them is don't be an asshole outside of Thanksgiving. You want to control <laughs> Thanksgiving. Control the Wednesday before, control the Friday after, do your best, be an adult there and try not to, get, you know, go overboard. If you are doing Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday stuff, then that's another thought. I do be a little bit moderate maybe in each one. Um, so that. But number one thing you can do is front load the protein, man. Eat as much protein as you can. Eat as much as you like, desire, fill yourself up with all the meats and the proteins, Um for those of you who have never looked into the cool, interesting studies, I'm not saying that you cannot gain weight by overeating protein because you can, but there, it's very hard when somebody overeats protein. It does not like to get stored as body fat. There are some very cool studies. You guys can go look. So what I'm saying is front load the protein and you won't eat as much shit on the end. And that'll kind of save you a little bit there. That's a That's a trick.
0: Well, as somebody who doesn't mind putting on a couple pounds here, there, I'm going to smash those sweet potatoes too. <laughs> yep, there you go. I mean, yeah, that's it's, it's funny. Somebody uh, um, actually has approached me outside of of here that was listens to the podcast and was like, man, you guys talk about sweet potatoes, all I feel like I'm the one he always talks about, like bringing up sweet potatoes because I didn't, I used to not really eat them."
1: And, and then, so
0: man, and I love him now. And so he's like, man, I didn't know. So I started like making sweet potatoes. He goes,
1: those things are really good. <laughs> Does this, uh, do you or this person, do you guys ever indulge on like a Hannah sweet potato?
0: I'm not familiar with or that. Or a
1: Jewel? Oh, dude, there are some different. Oh, oh no. I need yeah, to go deeper into the. The Hannah sweet potato is a uh, white on the outside, hmm. white on the inside. Okay. And Oh, man, it's, it's my favorite. It's, oh, deli- it's delicious. There you go. But I think um, Whole Foods definitely has them. I know. Let me I don't know about anybody else around here. Maybe Natural Groceries. Natural, gro- natural Groceries usually carries a couple of different, uh, different options. But, man, when you find, like, the white sweet potato, it's gold. I'm gonna go it's, check that out amazing I'm gonna go check that out yeah so well happy Thanksgiving
0: to everybody uh man yeah be thankful I'm thankful we as you just met we uh have expanded our family a little bit we got a new puppy she's not a puppy I mean she's two years old but she's gonna be a puppy forever and so very thankful to have her part of our family this year uh, we just got her about a week ago so that's kind of exciting so a lot to be thankful for out there folks so Stay thankful and we, as the Green Shrink Podcast, are thankful for you coming back and listening and joining us and we look forward to bringing you more episodes of this on into the future between now, Christmas, and through the new year. So we'll see you next time on the Green Strength Podcast.